Hey, hello, and welcome back, everybody, to the Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast with myself, Joe Overly from VikingsTerritory.com and PurplePTSD.com and Mark Craig from the Star Tribune and StarTribune.com. Uh, Mark, we're week three of Vikings training camp, and uh, the storylines keep popping. Um, things are happening. Some things are coming into place. And some things are going out of whack. Like uh, right after we got off the air last week, the injured Irv Smith had surgery on his thumb and is missing all of training camp. And uh, he's projected to be there around there for the first regular season game against the Packers at U.S. Bank Stadium. But there's no guarantee of that. What do you think of that news? And where does that leave this – depleted tight end unit for the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. That took a while, Joe. <clears throat> um, I, need to- I believe that uh, they're being exposed to, you know, uh, they didn't have a pass catching tight end behind Irv. It's uh, it's blocking guys. Um, you know, it's uh, um, guys that are small school guys that are maybe a project. Uh, so, yeah, this, is, uh, this tells you it's sort of like <laughs> – uh, last year, when the Kirk Cousins had the COVID uh, for a few for a week or so, you're like, oh, this is a good snapshot of where you're going to be without it." Uh, it's not to that extreme, but um, you know, if they say that he, he you know, obviously he's going to miss the preseason, um, they're hoping that he gets back for for week one. The fact that it's his thumb, the fact that he can still run, stay in shape, and do all that stuff makes you think it's possible. But typically, it's like when you're at the airport and they tell you. Your flight's been delayed an hour. It's really been delayed two hours. They just don't want to tell you right away. Wow. Um, so I'd be surprised. I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if he's there week one. But it, I, you can't really just say, well, we hope he'll be back on week one and it'll happen. Because, you know, history tells you that it's usually a little bit longer. So wow. you know, they, they, don't, they don't have a, a starting t- caliber tight end on the roster right now, where is what it is. Johnny Munt came over from the uh, – from the Rams, they like him. Uh, he's a blocker. He's uh, he's been played five six years. He's he's caught you know thirteen passes. Uh, you know uh, Ben Ellison Elf Ellison. He's one of us. Um, you know he's a guy that's you know he's played five games or whatever or twelve games and he's caught one pass for ten yards. Um, so you know it's uh, it's not good. It doesn't look good. I mean it used. When when Rudolph was a little bit in his prime and they brought in Irv, that was a, a strength. Well, now it's a that's a weakness right now. Well, you know, uh, did they ever have a pass catching tight end behind Kyle Rudolph? Didn't they have blockers behind him? Pretty much, but they uh, well, when they brought Irv in, uh, he wasn't a, a blocker. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, you know, Conklin was a guy that you now people are saying that maybe you know uh, Munt can grow into what Conklin was. You know that there are some skills there down the field and uh, he was kind of <clears throat> starting to break out with the Rams a little bit, people are saying, but I, yeah, I got to see it to believe it. Um, I don't see him as a, you know, as a mismatch down the field at all. Um, you know, but maybe he surprises you if he, if he's put into that role, uh, because certainly people are not going to pay as much attention to him. So that's kind of where you with, with Tyler Conklin, how he started to, to progress was people, you know, ignored him basically and then he started making some plays and then Tyler has become a you know pretty good t- you know he's not going to be one of the elite tight ends but he's a guy that grew into it so 
that's what people are saying about Johnny Munt possibly be becoming. Uh, but I, I got to see it to believe. Uh, Zach Davison, Nick Muse, and Sean Beyer fill out the the tight end uh, uh, room there at TCO Performance Center. So uh, nobody there is uh, known for their passing skills. That by design to have just all blocking tight ends, or they you're just hoping that they develop those skills when you put them on the roster. What, what what's the deal? I would think you'd have at least one guy backing up. Uh, your starting tight end who is seen as a, as a very good pass catching tight end, someone with those skills behind him, but you're, you're telling me that there's everybody else is a blocker primarily. And, and uh, you know, they, if, if they catch a pass, it's a, it's, it's a bonus. Well, no, no, I, I, Davidson certainly didn't come into the league as a, as a blocking tight end. He came in as a, you know, he's the guy that a rookie last year, the, the punter, um, you know, punter slash tight end from the tiny school, Came in, uh, you know, he's six seven. He's he's um, looks like a receiver. I, you know, people are amazed by his speed. But I, and the, he, Kirk Cousins made a reference to some sort of uh, the twenty mile an hour club that that supposedly Zach was part of. And I kind of joked. I said, I I want to see the speed gun. Not that he's slow, but I don't I don't see him as like this wow this blazing guy is going down the field. In fact, I saw the times I've looked at him. Uh, Andrew um, Bear, uh, Andrew. Um, Booth has been kind of, you know, trotting alongside him. Now uh, it's a big mismatch physically, but yeah. um, I'm not seeing this great speed, but he's, he's a guy that, you know, you, that you bring in, that they brought in as a project guy that could possibly be a pass catching type guy. So he's still, he's in year two. It's a, it's a new system. Um, I don't think he's ready for the, ready to be a starter in the NFL or, uh, but he's right now it's Johnny Munt number one. And then it's Davidson number two, Ellison number three, uh, Muse is the guy, you know, he's, he's got the, the benefit of being a draft pick seventh round. He's, he's a guy that, um, you know, it's not necessarily just a blocking guy. He, he was a, he had, he had some pass catching ability in college, but he's a seventh round draft pick. Who's a rookie. So you can't really count on him. So they need Irv Smith to come back <laughs> uh, sooner than later. Yeah. Do we knew, know what happened to Irv Smith? Do we know how he, he hurt his thumb, or is it just another one of those in the ether of uh, preseason injuries you never hear hear anything? About? Well, it was just it was on that first uh, it was the first day of contact, you know, right. and you can you can you can bill yourself as the the most player friendly soft you're not soft but player friendly. Uh, we're going to protect the players, but these guys still you know block and bang into each other, and he. Tore ligaments on uh, what Connell said was a kind of a routine type blocking situation. So, you know, he tore it or he broke, yeah, he tore it, you know, just playing football. And, um, you know, it's kind of weird because last year, whenever he got injured in that game, you know, there was no indication of from watching the game that he was hurt. There was no indication for him. He came in after because he had a good game. He came into the, to the press room afterwards and, and talked about it and it didn't limp or anything. And the next day or two days later, he was done for the year. So, um, and, and last we were, we were initially talking about this last week, you know, he came back to the sideline. He didn't have his helmet on. Yeah. There was nothing on his hand or to indicate that there was anything wrong. So, you know, I assumed that he was just, you know, that he was, uh, he, he tweaked it. Yeah. But, but if you tweak something now, you gotta be, that's, uh, like the, the, the Daniil Hunter tweak a couple of years ago ended up being a season long deal. Um, 
uh, you know, is, you know, Rudy and uh, nice Rudy uh, is Irv turning into the, the uh, current iteration of uh, Rudy, uh, uh, what the hell's Rudy, Cal Rudolph, uh, who, who, you know, came in with such promise when he was a rookie and just got injured a little bit every year and couldn't hardly get a full season. And then in the second half of his career, he was, you know, he was always there. So, you know, I, uh, right now uh, we, we got another guy that uh, has got all this promise and he just can't uh, get him on the field. But uh, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a comparison. You can't, you can't, I mean, people like to call players, injury prone well I, you know it's bad luck i think you know because I, I don't know that if if you get hurt you get hurt but uh anything can happen to anybody i mean look at kirk cousins as a quarterback who hardly misses a a game you'd think he'd get with his line that he's had in front of him he'd, he'd get injured more often but he doesn't so i i, I don't know any thoughts there are, are are you saying that if uh irv smith stays healthy he's a good player <laughs> I guess I am. Get the ticker going there. Um, um, but that I pointed it out, so I think I get that. So um, no, uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 you know, some guys have that. Uh, I mean, it's been. Um, I mean, when you have surgery, you know, on on your knee, um, that's through no fault of him. So, you know, look at what Brett Favre was able to do. For Brett Favre right. would break his break his ankle and he'd play. He would break his thumb his on his passing hand. He would play. Uh, he would take hits. He took a hit in Pittsburgh when he was with the Vikings that you thought there is no way it's toward the end of the game. There is no way this guy's getting up from this. And he got up. Even and, against uh, the Saints in the NFC championship game. The Saints, yeah, they're the Saints. So, um, and that's, you know, that's, is Brett tougher than everybody else? No, probably, but <laughs> I mean, he's tough, but there's a lot of tough guys in the league, and that and Irv Smith is a tough guy, and it's just, I guess, it's the luck of the draw. It's uh, it really is. Some, some guys get it, uh, you know, like he, as hard as he worked to get back to where, and the first day of contact, he, you know, he's back on the on the on the table getting surgery. So uh, it's not as serious as as the other one, but you know, a pass catching tight end, uh, you want their their hands to, to yeah. be working, so. Um, I don't know. It's it happens. It's uh, you know, there's just it's just weird how some guys it happens a lot to, and to other guys it doesn't happen at all to. Well, you know, yeah. Hopefully he gets back soon. Hopefully he's back for that first game. I think he'll be back. I mean, it is a thumb thing, and it's, like you said earlier, he can stay in shape and still learn the plays and do mental reps. You know, even even though he can't get in the action, but uh, they'll maybe have him in there part time anyway. Um. Uh, this week, uh, head coach Kevin O'Connell was effusive in his praise of his kicker, who doesn't have an injury, and he's saying how how great he was and uh, raving about him for you know making kicks. Everything he kicks goes through. And um, what what happened out at practice after after he started raving about uh, Greg Joseph and his kicking? Well, yeah, you know, when people started tweeting that, what he tweeting out what he had said, I said. Yeah. You know, rookie mistake, you know, he doesn't, you know, you know, you're jinxing the ever living crap out of your kicker. You just, that's not one thing you want to do. You know, um, there was once upon a time, this, there was a kicker in Minnesota that was 35 of 35 going into a big game and people talked about it and talked about it. And the guy missed this kick. I, I don't know if you remember stuff like that. Kind of do. Um, there, yeah. but, I, but I was, you know, I was just joking. I was like, I said, he, you know, this, he needs to immediately, 
you know, knock three times on his head, you know, knock on wood, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then someone, t- I think Andrew Kramer, because I, I, I saw the crowd last night and I got out early because I didn't want to be stuck in that traffic leaving a practice. Um, so uh, apparently he hit the uh, upright three times. One of them banked in. So, uh, uh, but then he went on and he ended making seven of eight, uh, including a 58 yarder at the very yeah. end. So uh, it's all in form 58. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all in fun. It's, uh, um, he, he, uh, he was describing what it's, you know, what it sounds like when he kicks. Now I, I didn't pay attention to what it sounds like. I'm not close enough, but he was talking, he compared it to like when a, when a, a, a baseball hitter is in the groove and he's, he's hitting the ball in the barrel of the bat, the way it sounds, the way that a mitt sounds whenever like a scout is, you know, scouting a pitcher, it pops. Um, and he was, and O'Connell was just saying that based on the sound, you don't even have to look up and cause he knows it's good. Now there was never there was supposed to be a competition, uh, with a Gabe Burkick, um, who had a good college career, but you know Gabe, Gabe was so bad in that mini camp that they they didn't even want to bring him any further. So yeah, release him, he, he was terrible. He missed everything, and uh, so there was no competition. There was supposed to be a competition, and then Greg Joseph, um, you know, has has played has looked extremely good. Uh, and the, the special teams coach, Matt Daniels, has said it's going to be his best year. Now, that's not a lot to compare to, but I think he had a pretty good year last year. Um, so, you know, now the, the, now the head coach and the special teams coordinator are putting this guy up there. So, you know, beware, beware. Now, these people don't know Minnesota and kickers. So they're playing with fire. They're playing with yeah. fire. Talk to me when the lights come on and the games are for real. I, I did a story a long time ago for our golf magazine, Minnesota Golfer, that I that I worked for, and uh, with uh, Ryan Longwell, and he's a golfer. And I was, you know, talking to him about golf and talking about kicking, and he, and he says there's so much that's similar. I mean, it's it's muscle memory where you try to, you know, get a routine and prepare, and so that every time you're 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 doing it for real, you have that to rely on, and and um, it helps you in pressure situations. But as we've seen, uh, pressure changes it in golf and it does in, in wow. kicking too. It's incredible. I mean, uh, Blair Walsh is a good kicker who missed a 27 yarder wide left to send the, uh, to beat the Seattle Seahawks in the playoffs at, uh, at, at the, the vault over there in, you know, uh, TCF bank stadium. Um, it's, uh, it's it's a tough deal. So I I mean I I was so much in preseason. You got to take it with a grain of salt. And and hearing this, maybe maybe this is maybe this is uh, KOC exercising the demons of Mike Zimmer, who is if you did miss a kick, he sent negative vibes at you like a voodoo doll. But now he's gone, and KOC is you know just getting that building up that confidence in his kicker so that they they go in with confidence and they go in with you know. Uh, trusting their process and doing whatever and and can make some of those pressure kicks i mean it, it's you know it's a kick it's a chip shot it's a it's it's the same thing you just got to be able to do it under pressure and that's why some people are really good golfers and other other people go to the live and make a lot of money but yeah to me it's like if you're missing everything in training camp <clears throat> that that's a lot it means a lot and you get rid of a guy if you're making everything in training camp to me that's um, I still have to see it in a real game. So, um, 
it's what's good is that he's not he's not he's not missing everything, but um, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't crown him the yet. I'm not going to crown his behind just yet. So you didn't even bring yeah. up Daniel Carlson for crying out loud in the history of <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> That's it, it's funny because the, the 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 hindsight being you know 2020 there is not a coach, general manager, reporter, fan that left left Lambo or left the TV set for after he and that week two against the Green Bay who said, you know what, we just gotta stick with this guy. <laughs> it was he was so done as a Viking yeah. that I'm surprised they let him on the plane to come home. Because but now that he's Daniel Carlson and he's now you could say you could argue that hey somewhere someone high up on that food chain, Spielman or whatever, should have demanded that he that he, you know, I could see that, but you know, the people who said, Oh, you know, Zimmer, you know, Zimmer got Zimmer shouldn't have got rid of it. There's nobody who thought that coming right. out of that game. He was so bad and so completely mentally blown out of the water that it was like, this guy will never be able to perform in Minnesota. And well, he'll be playing him on Sunday, won't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's so, um, you know, Carlson, maybe Carlson will make one with his eyes closed or something. Just to, <laughs> I don't think they've have they played each other. Since I think then? they did once. Yeah, I think that yeah. I mean, he came here once either last yeah. year or the year before. And right. I don't think he kicked uh, that much that it was remarked, but I think he was successful in all his kicks. And, you know, every time I see him make a late game kick, it just kind of grinds me a little bit. Even, you know, I never said get rid of him, but I think a lot of us knew Zimmer was going to. Right, you know more so than I don't think everybody was demanding that he be he be yeah. gone. But uh, you know we were all okay if he did. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there was, there was no yeah no one was saying oh my goodness this this guy's got potential to be the best kicker, you know one of the best kickers in the league. Um, yeah, and who knows if he stayed here, he may not have become who he became because not under Zimmer I don't think so I think it's well just, or or just. Not just Zimmer, but you know that kid had to go into that locker room. I mean, he looked like he was 12 years old. Yeah, and he's in that locker room uh, with a lot of veterans, and you know, I know that everyone said they said the right things and everything, but you know, there had to be a lot of players pissed off about that situation, about him missing those kicks, the fact that he's there. Um, that's a lot to come back from in season, um, in, in in the same same situation. And Zimmer obviously wouldn't have helped it either. So. It's just the vagaries of the position, and you described it. I mean, you were you were telling without mentioning the name. Uh, 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 what was the name who missed the kick in against the Falcons to not go to the Super Bowl? Uh, uh, oh, Gary Anderson. Gary Anderson. You know, he makes everything thirty-five everything all year long, and then comes up with the biggest game and misses it. And they're one of the reasons why they didn't make it. And this kid doesn't get a chance to even establish anything. And now, you know. It's just, in a lot of ways, you hear players talking about how devoid it is of real football, and in some ways it is. But boy, oh boy, does it ever add tension and drama and and uh, kind of excitement and angst and anger to, to the game. So I mean, you know, as much as you know, those players who grind it out in the trenches for fifty-eight minutes and sit there and have to watch some guy falls out there either make or miss and 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 seal their fate is is got to be tough on them but it's great for for fan for fan excitement i think 
Yeah, and and then the and the the bar has been raised so high yeah. that almost anything less, anything short of, you know, <clears throat> perfection or ninety six percent or whatever, is almost unacceptable anymore. It's like uh, this guy he made eighty six percent or. Um, uh, Joseph made, I think, 86% of his kicks last year, which is pretty good. I mean, he had five game winners or gave them leads late in games. Uh, did miss the one short, like, 30-some-yard field goal that would have beat um, Arizona, I believe. Uh, so, but, you know, when you look at some of the disasters they've had, he was pretty good. And I do think that he, he has a good kicker's mentality. So, um you know, I, I think he will have a good year. It's all kind of been fun, you know, just kind of poking fun at the, yeah. at the jinx. So, you know, every anytime you say something in the NFL, it's like, oh, you know, here, wait, here comes the jinx, you know. Right. Because it typically does. Especially I know, I know I, when you're when you're making predictions, it's yeah. it's almost it becomes laughable sometimes. Well, you'll say, well, this this I guarantee this or this this will happen, and then you know the complete opposite happens. Well, I guarantee we're going to take a break now because we both we both need a good drink of water because we've got yeah. the images of Daniel Carlson dancing. Well, yeah, we yeah we sound like Zimmer trying to to speak over an airplane or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll re- we'll be right back with more on the Vikings territory breakdown. Welcome back to the Vikings territory breakdown podcast with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, I got a bunch of questions to fire at you uh, just quickly through this segment. Um, do you see any any races out there being uh, or position battles being clarified as as we're in week three here of Vikings training camp? Anything anything crystallizing out there? Is it still uh, things are still up in the air? Yeah, you know, there aren't really aren't a whole lot of battles. I mean, right guard on offense is the only battle, and you know they call it a battle, but I you know unless they start, you know Jesse Davis gets veteran days, you know, for, because of his knee, um, and, and Ingram, you know, gets, got some first team reps whenever Jesse Davis was out. Um, but I, I've, I've said all along that that to me is Jesse Davis's position to lose. If yeah. he stays healthy, you know, that's, that should be two for me, but, um, Mike must be working. He must um, be in a meeting. You know, but to, yeah, but yeah, I guess there's still, but there's still a chance that, because there's you know, three preseason games and everything, but, I, I I don't see a big competition at right guard. So um, and then uh, you know there's you know, we're going to talk about him a little bit here, but Garrett Bradbury is you don't see a lot you don't see a lot of uh, you don't see anybody else playing center with the first team, but I think there's going to be there's competition there that yeah. they're trying to figure out whether this guy can play or not. Um, we uh, you talked about right guard, you didn't mention. Wyatt Davis is the Wyatt Davis era over with. Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. so. Um, you know, there's no attachment to him. I, I think he's a, he could be a good player. I don't know where that he fits. Would you put because, him on the practice squad? Uh, yeah, if if if, uh, if it's you know if no one else wants him and then, you know, you keep him around, sure. I think there's you know I think he's a decent player. It's just he's not. There's they went out and got a bunch of guys that they like and they. Obviously, you don't do that thinking, oh, yeah, unless you like – if you liked Wyatt Davis so much, you wouldn't have done a, some of the moves that they – a lot of the moves that they did. So yeah. – uh, and then defensively, you know, I, 
to me, I, I've, I've all along, I mean, even though you see Cam Bynum and you see uh, Dantzler still going with the first unit primarily, I've been saying all along, I feel, I feel that, uh, you know, Booth is going to play, is going to be a starter at corner. I think Scene for sure is going to be a starter uh, at safety. So that's just how I've seen it. So I saw uh, somebody put online uh, uh, much to the chagrin of Kevin O'Connell, a, a, a thing where Booth got torched by, I want to say it was Marset, Smith Marset or whatever. Uh, but, uh, boy, he looked like he, he ran past him like he was standing still. So um, here I thought, you know, he, he could make no mistake this preseason Booth, Andrew Booth, but uh, I guess he's capable of it too. Yeah, and then um, and there was uh, some questions about Kirk and interceptions and stuff in the in uh, in practice. And you know, O'Connell, I, I did I thought you know yeah I did have a good answer. First of all, he asked how many touchdowns Kirk had had, um, but and and, and O'Connell said he knew that the answer, but he didn't give it. Uh, but you know, this is got to remember that you know it is practice, and these guys are trying some different things, and they're practice. You know, it's, it's like practice. If, yeah, if you're if you're not like taking chances practice. and try to try to improve and practice, then you know you're not going to get better, I guess. So um, now that, that being said, that there's been some guys that don't look that good, um, so they must be trying a lot of different things. Uh, but you know, you can't. It's not going to be completely perfect in practice. Yeah, you're talking about practice, Mark. Uh, it didn't have a little impression there. Uh, you talked about quarterbacks. Well, you know, the bigger drama, or uh, not drama so much, is the interesting battle to watch is Mon versus Mannion. Um, they keep trying, you know, you keep seeing them, them alternating back and forth between second string reps, and it really looks like, uh, uh, as you mentioned to me uh, off air, that uh, Kevin O'Connell would like to put uh, – Kellen Mond in that second string position. Uh, what do you see in there so far uh, as, as that battle goes on? And, and how do you think it's going to play out uh, for the second string uh, quarterback position? Well, I think they want to. They want the younger guy, you know, in there so you can kind of maybe groom him more. I don't know that, that it's going to work out. I mean, obviously we all know how Zimmer felt about Mond and how the fact that he was picked at a time when they're, everyone's fighting for their jobs. Um, but it was also the offensive coaches that, you know, didn't feel comfortable putting him in, in situation because he, and I still see, I, you know, I, I'm not, I am by far not, uh, I am by no means a, an expert when it comes to watching quarterbacks or anything like that, but he just operates more slowly than what a NFL quarterback needs to operate at. He's, he's slow to he just, he appears slow to like, to everything seems kind of seems like a half step behind most of the time. And I know that that was kind of what the offensive coaches saw last year. It's certainly what Zimmer saw. Um, you know, I don't know that, you know, Mannion's kind of that like, you know, comfortable pair of jeans, you know, it's like, okay, well, uh, I, I want to look good, but I'm going to put my, you know, my farming jeans back on because I don't know if they can let go of that security blanket. Now the fact that he played green at green Bay last year, and prove that you know, he wasn't very good. That, that makes it a little easier to maybe go to Mond uh, if you if that's what you want to do. But right now, I just don't I don't see a you know, and, and they're not certainly not unique to the Vikings. Then that your your second string quarterback is not going to be 
be very good, but or experienced or whatever. But um, I, whew, I mean, they better uh, Kirk better stay healthy again. It is, boy. You just you know, there's no prize for saying this healthy stuff. You know, you get your little. Oh, uh, maybe there, maybe there is. Maybe there is. Maybe there is. Well, you know, it, so what do they got to see from Mond? I mean, you know, a more, you know, anybody that's young and it's like you had said earlier in this podcast weeks ago that this is like his first year. So are you judging him as this is his first year when you see him still not up to speed or, or, or are you saying he should be further along by now or, or, or how are you looking at him? Well, I'm not saying he, he shouldn't be anything i'm just saying what what i see now and i'll i mean you know he's gonna play a lot on sunday yeah a lot he'll play a lot in the preseason so we will certainly see even though he's not going against a regular season type defenses or or probably won't be going against first stringers you'll, you'll at least be able to see you know is he processing a little quicker i mean that was kind of what we saw last preseason was yeah. Yeah. just didn't see a guy that was processing things real quickly enough um, and when you're slow at that position, you know, you, you have no chance in this yeah, league. He's got the arm. He's probably got the speed of foot. Um, and uh, But that that characteristic that you just described is really crucial in this league because things happen so fast, right? I mean, rather obvious statement. But you've got to be able to read and react so quickly at this position in this league to succeed or else – you're, you're, you're toast. You're just on the scrap heap. Right. Well, that's what, you know, that's why Tom Brady can play until he's 45 and could probably play until he's 48. Um, yeah, sure. He's, you know, he physically, he looks 25, um, takes better care of himself than any player in NFL history. But if his brain and his, um, that part of him wasn't as fast as it is, he, he would never be able to play, you know, uh, no matter what his body looks like, if he, if his mind wasn't as fast as it is and able to just digest everything so quickly and know exactly where to go with the ball and know where everybody's at and uh, he couldn't do it. So now obviously Mond has, you know, not comparing him to anybody like that, but he's got to be able to show during these preseason games that he can move a little quicker on the field and, you know, mentally. Yeah, we're going to find that out over the next few games, really get a good look at what he's like. I mean, he'll look good since he's not going against maybe first stringers, you know, in those games. He'll look good at times, but there'll be times when things break down. And and if it doesn't happen for him, um, I, I think they got to bail on him, Not maybe not this year, but certainly next year and bring someone in. Supposed to be supposed to be a really good quarterback class next year, so the Vikings probably need to figure out a way to – to move up and draft early because I, I, I guess they'd probably know and we'd probably know by now if he was the quarterback of the future for this team. They 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 would probably either sense that and want to, you know, you know, uh be planning towards that. I mean it sounds like they'd like that to be, but I, t- talking to you, I don't think that's the case. Well if it's if if it's if next year is a big quarterback class and there's a surefire number one. Are you saying that they should tank like if they lose, if they're like, if they're down two touchdowns at halftime against the Packers should they tank for whoever the whoever the guy is? I, I 
no trade. I didn't say tank, and I'm not saying tank. I think they should. I'm just saying that most most fans now the draft has become its own entity, and it's like, you know, if you're if you're like, hey, zero and one, if you go zero and two, just you know, tank it, man. Let's get that quarterback. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I, I just, you know, I was surprised they didn't draft one late this year. You know, just one of those later round picks for someone to look at. You know, someone to push on someone to, uh, you know, see if they've got what it takes so that it can develop, you know, other stuff. And that's what they always say. You should be drafting one for sure every other year, but certainly maybe every year. And in the Viking situation where they got, you know, they got cousins who is, who is their quarterback is going to be for a few more years, but eventually you want to get out from under that contract and, and get somebody in behind him and, Boy, Manning and Mon just are not the guys to, to do it in my eyes. But you know what do I? Mean? So you've called it. I have. It's done. We got to draft. Mark, what does the uh, interior defensive line look like? Uh, what do you or I, you can talk about the whole line? Do you do you see that coming into shape? And just uh, who do you think who do you think's wearing? How how are they going to handle that? Is it going to be a lot of rotation, like we've seen in the past from Zimmer, or is it going to be, you know? set a couple guys in there and just give them spot relief. What, what do you think that what's going to happen on the D line? Well, the interior D line is kicking the crap out of the center. I know that um, Harrison Phillips looks really good, <clears throat> you know, and these guys, Harrison Phillips, Armand Watts, Dalvin Tomlinson, you know, they, they know all three positions. So, you know, you, you see them moving around. You also see, um, you know, they're not just going to line up in a three, four and, and everyone's going to be in the same spot all the time. You know, there's a lot of movement with, um, Daniil and Zadarius, you know, shifting inside and things like that. I mean, so, um, you know, when Zadarius and, and, um, and Daniil come inside and on a guard, if they can isolate, you know, that's a lot of, you know, like Daniil on a guard or a center, um, you know, creating that mismatch, uh, is something that's, you know, I'm sure offenses find that they, they have to, it's a chess match. So they, they find a way to, to you know, counteract that. But, you know, to me, when you see that happen, um, that's, that's a, you know, it's a good advantage for you know, the Vikings to have you know, a player like that, a, a, an athlete that size and going up against a, a guard or a center, you know, that's, that's big. But as far as the defensive line, those three are the starters. And then, you know, they have different guys that they plug in there, but that's primarily, you know, you're those three guys. Uh, are they called, Armand Watts. Are they called ends or what, what are their position names? I mean, now you got edge rushers. So do you have defensive ends? Or are they interior? Well, you basically, yeah. You, I, I talked to, you know, I mean, not that I needed Vic to say this, but I talked to Vic Fangio for Donatel piece that I'm doing. And he's just said, uh, I asked him, you know, what are you looking for in those guys? And he goes, you're looking for three tackles. You know, because that, you know, there's the run stoppers. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, <laughs> that's funny because yeah, people look at things differently. Like uh, one year, I think uh, they had to start, they had to start clarifying because I vote for the all pro uh, for the Associated Press. And they had to start really clarifying things because they would have people voting J.J. Um, Watt, you know, edge rusher and a tackle, uh, which is a three, four. Um, so it's like. You know, he, he. I think one year he made it first and second team at different positions, stuff like that. So um, you're basically you're looking for three tackles in there. It helps. You know, like, uh, uh, like I thought a Sheldon would be a, would be good in that 
in that situation. Uh, but he's still unsigned, I believe. Mm. Um, but Armand Watts is a guy that uh, has not been a starting, you know, uh, he's, he's gotten spot starts because uh, Michael Pierce, you know, couldn't stay healthy. Um, so, but I, you know, be some pressure on him to, can he be a guy that starts every game? So it's going to be good. It'll be fun to watch and see how these guys, Dalvin Tomlinson, I don't think had a great year last year. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it'll be, be good to watch uh, and see how these guys handle it. But I, Phillips, I really like Phillips. Watts flashed with at the end of last year where they got picked up like five sacks or something in the old, in the old formation. But uh, I was listening to K fan. I was driving here today and, and, uh, uh, one of the guys on the radio says that they thought he's going to be the under uh, underrated, under the radar uh, player for the Vikings this year, uh, Armand Watts, and just all of a sudden uh, blow up maybe and have and do well. So we'll, we'll see how that goes, I guess. Um, well, yeah, he, there aren't too many under the radar, um, but yeah, I would say if you had to pick one, he's, he's uh, I don't know who else you would put and qualify as under the radar booth, but we talk a lot about Booth, uh, scene. I don't. You know, we talk. I I expect him to start. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not would not be surprised at all on that one. Um, yeah, I mean, they 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 have some. Uh, there's some, some definitely some talent, and if he can uh, he can be a guy that can get you five sacks, that'd be something. We're going to talk in the next segment about someone who's not under the radar right now. Press biggest hot button going on at Vikings. Uh, training camp this summer so come on back to vikings territory breakdown and we'll uh, chat about it then all right welcome back to vikings territory breakdown podcast with mark craig from the star tribune i was going to ask mark this question about who who was uh you know it's it's rare when you well i shouldn't say it's rare but i i uh they say uh, uh you shouldn't whenever you ask questions you should know what the answer is before you do it and i already know what the answer is coming from mark craig on this one but i was going to ask him a a veteran that he thinks might be cut uh, going into this uh, this next this 2022 season, and I and I think I know what he's going to say. Mark, go ahead and and take that one on. Well, you you told me I couldn't say Garrett Bradbury. Right? I, that was in the last segment. I I pulled it oh. over this one. You know, you got to roll with me, man. This is live action yeah. podcast. Okay. Come on now. All right. Wow. <laughs> hey, Joe. Joe, that that's the last reason you you're yelling at me. That that's what the last guys did. I'm just you're, fired you're up. supposed to you're supposed to take me aside and talk to me gently. I'm sorry. Put your arm around me and you know say it's going to be good. It's going to be all yeah, right. I, I messed up, Mark. I I moved so you. I, I'm, I moved you. I'm, I'm busted thing. up inside. I, I don't know if I can continue. So well, if if you prepared another veteran to be cut, we'd love to hear that as well. But we know that you think no, I couldn't. I could. You said you wouldn't be surprised. No, I don't. I, I would not be surprised if he's not, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be cut, but, you know, we, you know, uh, Kevin O'Connell came out, uh, what day was it? Uh, Monday or Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. And was, we started uh, asking questions about, and with Kevin, it's kind of hard because the, the uh, <laughs> I don't know if people have noticed by watching uh, online, uh, but there's fewer questions because the answers are Zim had answers like this. This guy has answers like that, you know, um, and, and they, and they go and they go and they go probably by I design. Finished, I mean, I didn't finish watching one cause I said, Oh my God, I, right. I, I got a life, you know, I gotta, I gotta go do something else. But it was, you know, there was probably a handful of us in there and it was kind of like waiting until he got to the end. So we could uh, get the next one in. 
And uh, and but it was like Bradbury, 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 because you know he started talking about you know he started off you know um, you know he's raved about his run blocking and he and he said well he's you know had some good pass protection but he basically admitted that they are you know that they're um, you know seeing what the rest of us see um, by opening practice it's you know. Uh, they probably realize there's not a bunch of dumbbells watching because the fans, they know fans have never been more intelligent when it comes to football yeah. uh, reporters are watching. Um, so we're That's seeing some of the, the we're seeing some of these pass protection problems. So, uh, Oh, my dog's barking. So, uh, you know, he just went on about how, yeah, it's not, you know, that they're aware that, you know, it's, that they're, there's still a problem. There is a problem with the pass protection and he needs to have better technique. He did say he feels he's strong enough. He has good enough technique, but he's just, they're challenging him technique, 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 you know, to make sure that he's, uh, you know, cause he's not a big guy. So he's gotta, he's gotta have that proper technique or he just gets run over. Well, that seems, that seems fixable. Isn't it? If it's technique, well, that's what they go do it. Well, I, I, yeah, if it's technique, but to me, if if this doesn't work out and say Garrett Bradbury is not your starting center or does not make the team, it's a huge mistake on their part because they thought that at a point where the track record for three years is all about, you know, this is what you know, he's been rated, you know, pro football focus has rated him the worst pass protecting uh, center in the league two out of three years. And the other one, the other year he was second to last. Um, it's been an issue um, that 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 protection up front. So if they, they came in, if they came, if they came in thinking that they were smarter than the last last group, and they they could you know do it with their system and their their coaching, and it doesn't work out, and you you know don't really have anyone behind him uh, that's starting caliber, and you have, maybe you have to go out and get a treader or something like that. That's um, a big mistake that you know, to go this far and and to be still. Oh, maybe he's not the guy. So, and look at the first two games of the season, if I remember them correctly. They got Clark, who's who's basically ate ate uh, Bradbury's lunch for the last how many years in Green Bay, and then is then they got some road grader from Philadelphia coming in here that is just everybody is talking about him, just looking so good in practice. I've seen some film on him. It's like, oh my goodness. I mean, even a the good set would have trouble. <laughs> Who? Could it be the rookie? That that was the one I picked uh, from Alabama, uh, or just oh, George, yeah. from Georgia, from Georgia. What? what yeah, you I wanted thought, them to draft him. Uh, it's been so long, I forget his name. But uh, yeah, I, I thought that that would have been perfect for him. But um, so it, we'll know by then. I mean, and, you know, and it's like I, I was saw someone else the other day wondering, scratching their head, what's the deal with J.C. Treader with all these problems with Bradbury going on in camp. And pass protection, why aren't they looking at him and someone saying that his knees are, are, are shot and he's probably looking for more money than his his physical ability will give him? That, that was one well, I don't know if it's tr- true or not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was head of the union. He was head of the, the, the players' union, so he's not going to come cheap. Uh, so he's, you know, he's got a head on his shoulders, and I think he was making over $10 million last year. Um, so, yeah, he, he's wanting a lot of money, and – Maybe when people are kicking the tires, they're finding out he's not, you know, because it's one thing to go after a name, but that name gets old and people sometimes are like looking at a guy, they want a guy who was, 
rated the best center two years ago. And while the, you know, age, you know, they, t- they tend to deteriorate. So um, I don't know what the situation is, but if they end up going to a guy like that, it's, uh, you know, to me, it's a, it's a big, it's a big mistake because this is not, should not be a surprise that, that the center was a, was going to be a weakness. Um, could, it has the potential to be a weakness again. So this could blow up the whole offensive system, the whole season. If, if they can't, protect Kirk and you're left with Matt, Matt Monder uh, Mannion to come in because he's, because he's hurt um, or, you know, you got to rely so much on a running game. You can't even get your, the, the passes out to the, the talent you have out there. This could really be bad for this team. I and mean, what can they do? Can they, can they scheme around to help a center? I mean, do they got, they got CJ Ham sitting behind him on every play and jumping in front of Kirk. What the what the heck? I mean, it, you said it earlier. This is a known weakness, and they did not address it, and they still haven't. It's it's this this could be bad. Well, yeah, I mean, um, talk me off ju- ledge, Mark. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Joe, I wouldn't I wouldn't jump just yet, but uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you can scheme, but you know, the other team knows you're scheming to protect the guy and. Um, I, you know, there's certain things you could probably do, but I mean, at some point you're, cause you start helping him out and you know, th- those tackles are dealing with, uh, you know, the edge rushers in this league. Um, sometimes they need help too, you know? So it's yeah. like, yeah, at, th- you can't go an entire game where the center is going to get help out on all the big plays. So, you know, it's, um, if they do indeed believe it's technique and that he does have the ability, then he needs to prove it yeah so i don't know how much you're going to play in the preseason probably not a lot so we'll see god man it just it you know to me you know I, i've been bullish on this team coming in i thought they've made the moves to, to help their defense and you know as soon as they pick up the scheme and some of the, the new players you know uh figure out what life was like in the nfl i think they're going to be decent as you go along on defense certainly improved from last year the rest of the line looks pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with what they've done there. And they've got the talent, uh, both in the backfield and on the, and on the receiving core. And, and Kirk's, Kirk's happy as a, a pig in slop, for crying out loud, with, with the, the new Kumbaya regime. So, you know, and, and they got a kicker that can't miss. So the only, the only thing you got that is glaring is this center, and they never addressed it. And, uh, I don't know. It's it it's it's uh it's a little disappointing. I, I guess I'd be you know maybe they are behind the scenes you know looking to do something, but I'm sure there's not just center sitting out there that are just the the right price that fits under your cap that you can slide in here. It's going to be great. And Chris Reed is not the answer. You don't think he's he's somebody that can uh, step in and and at least make it better than it is with Bradbury. Doesn't appear to be. I mean, uh, he's never played it in uh, center in a in an NFL regular season game. And, you know, most attention we've had on him is for you know, botching two snaps in one practice. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, doesn't seem to be that way. You know, in, in, I guess a little bit in their defense is that, you know, you don't fix everything in one year. It's like, you don't, you can't get, you can't like turn over every position. I know people would right. say that should be, it should be a priority, but um, you know, he is a former number one pick there. They did have stretches where they played, Played pretty well offensively with him in the with him in the lineup, so you kind of 
you know, there's probably certain positions where you're like, Hey, we just got to get by or, or with it, we got to get this guy to improve or, or to be, you know, it's not like, um, you know, Brad Berry is like one of us going out there and trying to block, you know, it's, he's not incompetent. He's just extremely uh, inconsistent. I would say in, you know, in big plays whenever they, they come after. Him, so. Well, I can see it already. Third and eight and, Kirk is thrown behind the sticks. It's just it's because uh, because <laughs> because Clark is coming down his path, and Jeffrey Clark, I think his name is just you know, same old stuff. Well, that's 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 too bad. Uh, uh, I guess I should wait to see what happened, and we're gonna we're gonna see something happen on Sunday when the Vikings take on the Raiders in the first preseason game. I don't know that it will be the all that much from the veterans. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. They only have three preseason games this year, but uh, so not really a whole lot to preview there. I hope I, I hope we get to see Devontae Adams at least uh, catch some passes, but that probably won't happen. Well, I, they had the first preseason game, and uh, they did obviously those guys didn't play in Canton, but you know maybe I, I, it, the trend is definitely away from anybody who's any good playing in these games. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I would. I would think maybe, you know, that a new receiver out there gets home. out there. They're at home, so maybe they want to throw, they want to trot out Adams just so that the the fans can can get giddy. Nah, they don't care about the fans. <laughs> oh, wait, they say they do. Yes. Um, well, one last question then. Uh, you had talked. I saw you tweeted earlier in the week about you're pretty high on Ty Chandler, potentially Mr. Mankato down there at TCO is. Uh, what do you see in there? And it's kind of a tough running back uh, room to to crack. I mean, you got Delvin Cook and uh, Madison, and then you've got uh, uh, Wangu, or I can't remember how to say it, Kane, uh in front of him. That's you know, that's four string. I I, I don't know. Is that uh, he's he's having a great camp? Is that what you're saying? I don't know if it's great camp, but uh, it, you know, these running backs they come in. The running backs will uh, like Kane last year. He stood out. You know, running backs have a have the, the of all positions, the running back has the ability to stand out more than like any other position as a rookie, unless you're like a, an elite receiver or or like a, a different type of receiver. Like Chad Beebe, to me, stu- stood out as an undrafted rookie when he came in uh, for that tryout. You know, I just you're you just kind of like wow, it's that's unique. Is there kind of a I couldn't couldn't stay healthy, Joe. Uh, but you know he had this you know shiftiness to him. Uh, now Kane looked like the speed last year, the way he just kind of glided. Uh, Chandler looks good. Um, you know Chandler's a guy that's you know, brought in. I would say uh, I, I don't see a uh, as, as good as Dalvin Cook is, and uh, Madison will be coming into a contract year this year or next year. Or, you know I don't see an analytics GM saying, okay, you know I'm going to give a 28. 29 year old running back, the top money, uh, or, you know, Madison, the top money. So this Chandler could be your, he could be your starting running back as early as next year, or, or, you know, like it be, could be Kane and, uh, uh, and this guy in, tw- in 2024. So, uh, but I, I like, I like his talent. He's, uh, you know, I haven't seen him catch a whole lot of footballs, but um, he looks really good. Um, and the one thing they haven't done this year uh, that I've seen yet is, is like the pass protection with like uh, you know running backs trying to block Zedarius or Daniel and stuff like that. So one on one, 
those were kind of some of those were some of the fun, more enjoyable, like drills, to, individual drills to watch was to see how, you know, how, how a 5'11", 210-pound guy handles, you know, Daniil coming at him with all these different moves and stuff uh, and the size and power, obviously. So I don't know what his pass protection is like, but he's a guy that, uh, yeah, the old Mr. Mankato, to me, it always had to be a late round pick. It couldn't be like a second round guy. Or, yeah. Uh, preferably you want it to be like an undrafted, undrafted guy. So, um, yeah, he's looked good to me. He is, he, he must've been a BPA pick cause it certainly wasn't a position of need for the, the Vikings that late in the draft to take him, you know, a running back. They seemed pretty stacked at running back. So I think they should have drafted a quarterback and, Instead, maybe there wasn't anybody available. Anyway, what the heck? Uh, um, yeah, you know, you know, Mark, this this uh, this healthy, stay healthy uh, tracker you got going down here below. You know, this used to be a bad thing to to constantly re- rely on that, but now it says Mark Craig four and zero for me, and like all of a sudden you're winning because you say this stuff. That's messed up, man. That's messed up. Can't rely Joe. on staying healthy, you know. I mean, Joe. Joe, I need I need new school leadership. I can't take this old school stuff. I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> so, yes, I, there's still some Zimmer in me. I still have Zimmer life. I, I, well, it's Joe. This is the modern football now. You're, you're, Why you go Mike Dick. He don't go Mike Dick that. on me. He sh- Zimmer showed up at Cincinnati's training camp last week. I guess his son is out there on the offensive side of the ball. Which yeah, I don't, I don't quite get that, but um, I, I heard he was spotted. Yes. So we'll, we'll probably see more of him soon. You'll have to, you'll have to ask him what's, what's up with uh, Mike Zimmer. Is he sick of sitting on the ranch uh, drinking red wine? Maybe he's got to get, get back in the trenches. Maybe. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind having, uh, having his. Uh, a little bit of a break, you know, it's just sitting with your feet up, uh, spending the wills millions. You know, I, I could get by with that kind of firing. He's taking a veteran's day off and that's something that I need right now. So, uh, you know, on that note, we'll, uh, we'll let it go for this week with the uh, Vikings territory breakdown. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll have the, the uh, first preseason game to talk about. I don't know what they're going to be able to say, but we'll talk about some of those, those guys that are battling for positions on this team. And um, until then, uh, thanks to Mark Craig for, for giving us all his insight from out of TCO. Thanks for Mike Waldem for putting together that great tracker down below that embarrasses the hell out of me. And thanks for uh, Joe Johnson for setting us up in the first place until we see y'all. Thanks y'all for tuning in. So until then, until next week, uh, keep it, keep on coming back and uh, uh, go Vikings. Skull.